Welcome to Grow Up, insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. Episode 32 of the Grow Up podcast is starting now. I'm Jason Parkinson. And I'm Mark Hammer. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about website content and more specifically the purpose of your website content. Not just like doing it for the sake of doing it, but actually putting a a thought behind, you know, do I need a lot of it? Do I need a little bit of it? And what should the topics be that we cover? Yeah. Why do you have a blog? Is it to build an audience? Do you want to improve your SEO? Do you want to educate potential customers? Uh, The answers to that question will really change what your blog looks like. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But first, pardon the disruption. Christy is in with another look at a piece of technology that has disrupted an industry. Christy? Thanks, Jason. Today, we are talking about something that was on my Christmas list this year, robot vacuums. Nobody likes doing chores, and now modern technology is threatening to disrupt the longstanding housekeeping tools. Vacuuming takes a long time and takes genuine effort, so why not delegate it to a robot? Robot vacuums like the Roomba are on top of it. With programming options that account for different surfaces and obstacles, robot vacuums can do a good job of cleaning your home. As the technology evolves and becomes great, traditional vacuum manufacturers should start to worry. Pardon the disruption. I love my Roomba. Not going to lie. It cleans my uh, main floor probably, I think it's twice a week now, Tuesdays and Thursdays, but it does it in the night when I'm sleeping, so I don't even know. And uh, if memory serves me correctly, you even have a front lawn Roomba. I actually have a, yeah, I have a robot lawnmower as well. It's not just the front lawn, it's the back lawn too, Mark. Let's get it right here. (laughs) Yeah, robot vacuums, definitely a game changer uh, in my household for sure. So today we're talking about website content and more specifically looking at the difference between the type of content that's a publication where it's got it's always changing and you have sure. constant new things to say versus the type of a website, you know, content strategy where you're building a library of content and then once you've got that library built, you start leveraging that library. Sure, leveraging and then over time you can update and optimize those posts. But, you know, I'm going to go out and say that for the majority of businesses, library is where it's at. You're most likely not a business that has an audience for a publication. Yeah. And so I guess define publication, right? I mean, that's such a, that seems like a newspaper-y term, right? Sure. Like, like, what do we mean by a, a publication uh, on your website? So a publication would be, is it as if you were, uh, you know, Launching an editorial strategy is if you were like a magazine or, or a newspaper. Okay. Where so you're writing articles that you expect people to come subscribe to your blog. Yes. And, okay. Where you are on a on a weekly basis or multiple times a week, you're releasing new, fresh content and you're constantly expecting readership and you're constantly, you know, expecting people to come into your website that way. So in that approach, you are operating under the premise that you have something new to say multiple times a month. Sure. And, and maybe you don't. And for a lot of businesses, that's not the case. Yeah. Now, what type of businesses do you think that type of a strategy makes sense for, Mark? Like in the technology sector where things are changing frequently? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a lot of IT companies have blogs that come out frequently. That makes a lot of sense. There sure. are constantly new security threats. There's, uh, you know, if you're an enthusiast of that kind of topic, you may stop by multiple times. Like if the if the company you're following has a good blog, you may want to know what their take is mm. on the latest, 
you security know, uh, security or, breach yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, you may want to go when, you know, when one of the like wanna cry type attacks happens, you mm-hmm. may go there first because they're a trusted source for you. Sure. So that's the kind of company that makes sense. That or a lifestyle company. Fashion blogs. Fashion. Yeah. Or if you sell, mm-hmm. if you're a restaurant or if you're really into the craft beer scene, something like that, like anything where your business is also a hobby or a passion of many people. Gotcha. So then let's talk about a library of content. It's like, where would a, a, a library type strategy play out? Like what types of businesses does that work for? So if you're a marketing company, for example, okay. a marketing agency, or if you're, you know, something in the medical field, okay. something where updates are are going to be infrequent, where yeah. the basic or, or like a, maybe an accounting firm, okay. the basics of your industry are largely the same. Mm-hmm. And so you want to create a library, which is going to be kind of an extensive collection of information about your industry and the, you know, must know things that you want to educate a potential customer about. But there's no reason for you to to publish, you know, eight times a month about glaucoma. Right. Because there's <laughs> yeah. just not enough to say. Yeah. And so I guess when you're looking at it from an SEO strategy, right, the the thought has always been content is king or it's been that way for the last, you know, 10 years. Sure. Um, and and people think that, you know, I've got to continually publish content. And now in 2019, like that, that idea and that landscape is, is kind of starting to shift. Right. Uh, you know, quantity does not overcome quality in this case. Like, it is often better if you're a business that does have a, you know, that you're not a lifestyle brand. It it really would behoove you to build a library that you update. And so if you're constantly updating or periodically updating even, or optimizing or for optimizing, SEO, right, your SEO will still improve. It's not a matter of you're doing less and so you'll be found less. As a matter of fact, if you have less of a glut of repetitive content on your site, Google might actually prioritize you more. Yeah. And the other thing to think about, you know, if you start by writing, let's say it's, you know, 70 blog posts. Okay. Like let's say your library should contain 70 blog posts on across 10 different topics. Okay. Sure. And so you, you start building, you know, seven blog posts per topic and you build all of this content out. And when you start looking at optimizing it or refining it or improving it, like nothing's to say you can't add a couple of paragraphs to one of those posts, right? Absolutely. To provide new information and start over time making that content more and more valuable to somebody who lands on that page instead of it being a quick 600 word, you know, in and out blog post. Sure. And you may find that some of your articles have a lot of overlap and talk about similar topics. Mm. So there's also the idea that you can take those Pruning two blogs. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Prune your blog library a little bit, combine that. And then you have a more authoritative, longer form post where you once had two smaller posts. And, it, you know, again, it, it serves your same end. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. The other thing that it does, too, is it helps your budget, right? If you start prioritizing building a library and you say, OK, here's the goal, right? I want to rank in search engines for certain topics and I want to build X number of posts per topic and have them all tie back together using that topic cluster model that we've talked about in, right. in earlier episodes. Um, and and once once we've achieved that goal, now it's time to start investing that money into some other things that can help continue to, you know, to drive to the results that I'm looking for. And obviously, if you have something new to say about one of those topics, by all means, oh, right, create another write blog. the post. Yeah. Or, or make, you know, maybe make, you know, creating one new blog post a month part of your strategy after you reach a certain, you know, quantity in your library. Sure. 
but I would be, I would recommend to businesses that they really take a look at their at their business and be honest with themselves and think, you know, is this a blog that someone's going to come back and read week in and week out? Is this going to attract a readership? And if it's not going to attract a readership, you are much better off thinking about it through the lens of what can I provide to help educate my potential customers? How are they going to find this? Are they reading this every week or are they coming in through Google almost exclusively? Yeah. And if you're looking at building a blog strictly from an SEO perspective, the old way to do this was create a ton of content and just keep blasting it out on your website. Oh, yeah. No, no rhyme or reason order and then let Google find the pages and serve them up. The new model when I'm talking about topic clusters and if you're not sure what that means, I'm talking about building, um, you know, all of your content around certain topics on your site instead of around certain long tail keywords. And so when you come up with a topic, let's say the topic is innovation and you start building posts about how your company is innovative in certain ways, different innovative products that you've rolled out, your thought process behind innovation, and you start rolling those things up into this topic of innovation, you can write five or six posts about innovation that cover everything that your company may want to say about that and then just continue to add on and refine over time. Yeah, exactly. That's the perfect way of looking at it. So what's the 10 second takeaway, Mark? So the 10 second takeaway is that the majority of companies don't need a publication. Instead, they need a library full of information that can be periodically updated and optimized. That may mean 500 posts or it may mean five, but the focus should always be on what you need the function of your blog to be. Yeah. And the goal too. look yeah. at what's the goal of of writing a blog in the first place. What am I trying to achieve? Am I trying to achieve a readership? If I'm not trying to achieve a readership and I'm, you know, publishing three times a week, I, I may be doing, you know, a lot of work that doesn't ultimately serve the goal I'm trying to reach. Yeah. And shameless plug here. Uh, One fire can help you with this. We can help, help you think through the strategy and make sure that you're doing the right thing as you're as you're heading into into this year. Yeah, we'd be we'd be you know, honored to. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Mark, for your time. And uh, thank you for listening today to the Grow Up Podcast. As always, please uh, like us and review us on Apple Podcasts and um, share it with your friends. We'd appreciate uh, getting the word out to everyone that we can. Absolutely. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.